Hey, welcome to yet another episode of Youth View, a podcast by Skilled Creative. We're your hosts this week, Zoe, Summer and Aurora. On this week's show, we're talking about travelling. We'll even be going on a road trip to a world-renowned recording studio called The Grove. We'll also be hearing a My Story, which you won't want to miss. And of course, we'll be getting into a game of Pressure in a Box. Youth View, a podcast by Skilled Creative. Since today's podcast is about travelling, Zoe, where have you travelled recently? Um, my last holiday was up to Southwest Rocks. It was like a nice getaway weekend. That's pretty cool. Was it sunny? Was it nice weather? Or? No. Oh. Unfortunately, it was pretty rainy, pretty oh. overcast. But Did you guys drive there? Or? Yeah, yeah, we drive. It's a little nice little road trip for the weekend. Yeah. What about you, Aurora? Any Anywhere recently? Not recently. My recent trip was just up to Coffs Harbour, but... Oh, that's pretty cool. Did you go to the Big Banana? Yes, we did. Oh. It was pretty rainy did the day. Did you try their frozen bananas? Really good. We did. We had the chocolate-coated frozen bananas. We all did, yes. Love that. I used to live there, so always used to go there all the time. It was pretty good. Um, did you guys drive there, fly there? We drove. Oh, yeah. Do you like driving or do you prefer, like, flying or...? It depends on where I'm going, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. I guess you can't drive overseas, but, you know. <laughs> so, when is the best time to travel, in your, your guys' opinions? When do you like to travel most? I think heading up north when it's getting colder here is best because it's always warmer. So you can always kind of keep the summery weather for a little bit. What about you? Oh, I don't really know, to be honest. It be just any time I can get away. That's fair enough, that's fair enough. It also depends if you're going overseas, what their seasons are like. Yes, definitely. You've got to think about that before. I did not think about that before I went to America. I dogged myself because I skipped all of Australian summer and went over there for, like, negative 15 degrees. It's a little bit stupid of me, but that's okay. We continue on. Okay, so what was your guys' best holiday? I guess like my furthest holiday, like my long and my longest holiday was Bali yeah. when my mum and I went over there. What was your favourite part about that? I guess seeing the culture and it's really like you become very self-aware of what you have back home right. compared to like how they live. And I just guess the difference in attitude, like they're just always so happy even though they don't have much and it's just so different because over here it's always like there's always someone who's more rich or got something better and you're always wanting more instead of just being happy with what you've got. Right, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Bali, haven't been yet, but I've heard from multiple, multiple people that it's really, it's like awesome over there. So, depends what areas you visit. Yeah. It also depends on the weather over there as well. You can go over when it's summer and it could be normal or you can go over and it'll be like 100 degrees and you're melting because they've got wet and dry season right so like the first time my mum went over in August it was nice like it was warm but it wasn't so muggy but when she took me back over in November it was disgusting and it was just a bit too much a bit too warm yeah a bit too was it human yeah very human yes yeah my favorite holiday was probably on the contrary, not America, but to Cairns. 
because I got the, um, what's it called? Bungee jump in Cairns. Only one in Australia. Very fun. Would recommend. The flight was only three hours and they had heaps of movies. Yeah, it was also really nice because we kind of went in, we went in July, so it was like start of winter-ish. And so it was around like 22 degrees up there. So it wasn't really hot, but also wasn't really cold either. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was nice because we were right on the like waterfront. So all the shops and all that and all the like attractions were kind of in that one area. Yeah, it's pretty good. Under pressure. We'll now do Pressure in a Box, a game where we pick random questions from a box. Alright, so first question, do you have a dream place to travel to? I would probably say Europe, because I feel like there's so many countries and so many little pockets of places that you can visit. And so I feel like if you're, if you're already there, like you pay for the flight to go there, then you can just explore so many more places. What about you, Aurora? Oh, I, I don't have a specific place, I kind of just want to go everywhere. That's fair. <laughs> Second question now. Um, what is your favourite part of travelling? It has to be finding new things, like learning new things, meeting new people. Exploring, getting out. What makes you want to travel? Um, the fact that I don't want to have to work in a desk for the rest of my life. I just want to travel. I don't know. Why not? I just want to see everything. There's no point of... I would hate it if I just stayed in Australia for the rest of my life. Not that it's a bad place, but I feel like there's so much to see in such little times. So you just got to do it when you can. Yeah, I think I have a pretty similar answer. I just... I would rather do it than be just working and studying and then regret it later when I'm not able to do the same sort of things yeah exactly you can always go back to uni even when you're like 60 if you really want to if you could travel with someone famous who would it be and why i'd probably say ryan reynolds um i was going more like the music route like freddie mercury or something i don't know that'd be kind of cool oh my question now um (laughs) what is the first place you want to solo travel to and then also how are you getting there i think First off, I would do like a road trip around Australia, get to know my own country and yeah, I'd probably drive around. What about you or any plans? Probably go backpacking through Europe. Any specific place you'd want to go to first or just anywhere? No, wherever land. (laughs) Are there specific types of places that you like to travel to? Beach, snowy? Um bit of both like I'm so ready to travel to like all the beachy European countries but at the same time I really want to go to like Canada and Japan and like snowboard so do it maybe on the off seasons like stay in one place when it's summer and then go somewhere else where it's winter there and then come back and then go yeah yeah I think I like the beach areas like that's where I've always gone that's where my mum likes to go always get such good pictures Now we will hear a my story from Aurora on the dangers she has faced on her travels. I was 12, I think I was, in Bali and we were walking along the side of the road and because they're 
footpath and their roads are so very close together they don't have like a split your car cars could just go over them um and a common thing in bali is if there are children or like uh teenagers or girls or something walking close to the edge and no one is there with them or there is someone there and they're not paying attention people on bikes would come past and pick them up and that happened to me and my stepdad had to race up and stand next to me before the bike had gotten close it had come in was next to me and then went back out when it saw my stepdad running out to get me so that was pretty fun I didn't know what had happened until my mum had told me before she's like did you not realize that I was like no I was on a cruise also when I was 12 or 13 and I was on the top deck where there was mini golf with my cousin and the ball had rolled underneath the railing and was stopped at the railing and I had bent down to get it and didn't come back far enough when I was gonna come like come stand back up and there was a bolt right above my head and smashed it on the top of the the bolt and split open in the back of my head and was bleeding and had to go to the first aid in the on the cruise well that leads us into the next segment of our podcast today the dangers of traveling so guys what dangers have we faced traveling when i went to america this year this last year um I was going through customs, as you do, and they were asking me all these questions and saying, why are you here, what are you doing, when are you coming back, and all this. And I could tell on her face that she definitely did not believe me, that I was just there, like, for a couple months. And so she was like, hmm, I'm going to have to get you to go over to this room. And so I followed this strange man down this strange hallway into this room that looked like it had not been renovated in like 30 years and then this guy called me up and was like so what are you doing here and I was like yeah just visiting like I'm just coming over for a bit like yada 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 and then he was like oh yeah that's all good does your mum know you're here and I was like uh yeah she paid for my ticket so apparently they just didn't believe that I was here like like everyone that I knew knew that I was here and then he was like oh do the people that you're staying with know that you're coming? And I'm like, yeah, they definitely do. Like, go ahead, call them. He's like, yeah, that's all good. You're, you're fine. You're right. Um, but that really scared me because obviously I was alone and I was 16 and I'd never done this before. You know, I, I thought they were going to like send me home and I was racking my brain. What, what was I supposed to do after that? If they're like, oh, can't let you in. But they let me in just fine. So. We're here with Connor Massey, an audio engineer from the Grove Studio, here to talk us through a little bit about the audio industry. Okay, so what made you decide to be a producer? Um, well, I've been playing music for about the last 10 years. Um, I learned how to play music and I discovered my passion for music through my dad, who is an amazing guitarist, probably like one of the best musicians that I've ever like seen. Um, obviously, I'm not as good as him and I never probably will be because I am lazy. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I discovered my, my passion and my love through that. Um, I started writing music and stuff like that. Um, I did my own solo project for quite a few years. I got very bored of playing alone. Um, and then I started my own band. Um, and then through that, 
I discovered the Grove Studios and one day when I was in year 12, I actually, um, at an expo day, the Grove Studios Academy had a stall set up um, and I was intrigued because I didn't realise that I could study to be in the music industry. So I went over, had a chat, came in for like one of the open days and just absolutely fell in love with the place, just wanted to find out more and more. Um, and it was it was kind of like a, a gradual thing where I was, I was intrigued by it because I'd always wanted to learn how to record and mix music, but I never thought that I'd have a career in it. Um, but those steady steps and like actually like making action to go find out more is what like grew my interest and then I studied here I interned here I assisted here and now I'm full-time engineer here which is awesome yeah Yeah. so what was your favorite song to produce and why I'm not sure if I can if I can answer that without hurting some feelings (laughs) um I I love every song that I get to produce. Um, At the moment, like most of the songs that I personally am producing are smaller bands and local artists and stuff like that, Um, which, yeah, everyone is cool in their own way. Um, I'm I'm usually like a a rock kind of grungy guy, um, which two of my favourite bands in that respect that I got to work with were a local group called Worm and another local group called Rehab Doll. They were really, really cool. Um, We tried a lot of cool things in the studio for that. Um, But another project which I never thought that I'd do in a million years was actually this um, hip-hop group called uh, Sinister Six. Um, The reason that I decided to do like that album with them was uh, because they're all my best mates kind of a thing and they were like, yeah, Connor knows how to to record and mix music, we'll get him to do it. And I did it dirt cheap. I did not make any actual money off doing that, but it was really fun. Um, And yeah, that's probably one of the ones I'm most proud of, um, doing that Sinister Six album, um, which they've got two songs out. Um, from the album Uh, they should have more but they're lazy Um, because I never thought I'd do it and I really had to push myself to to really learn how to produce and mix um, rap yeah is there anyone specifically that you'd want to work with in the future that you're like oh I would really love to be able to produce something with them oh there's so many (laughs) um I know that I'd really like to work with Pup which is a Canadian punk band. Um, they're one of my all-time favourite bands. Um, Freaking awesome, awesome music. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's so many cool artists I'd like to work with, um, but they're all in those kind of heavier, dirtier kind of genres just because that's pretty much all I listen to, all I write kind of a thing. Um, Violent Soho would be cool. I would like to work with a hardcore band called Knocked Loose, just because, like, it's cool, one, um, to work with the band and, like, to envision how you want to do things um, and then just know exactly what you're going to do as soon as you walk in the studio. Um, but it's also cool when you're in those sessions and working with the band when they're like, hey, I have this really cool idea and then they kind of do something that's awesome and then you're learning with it. Um, and just some of the some of the tones and some of the ideas that are like around one of my favorite knocked loose records just i'd I'd really like to to kind of pick through their minds and as a producer that's like a perfect opportunity for that whilst also knowing exactly how to achieve what they want kind of a thing yeah um what is the best part of working at the grove in your opinion (sighs) it's definitely like the opportunities that you 
get here as well as um, the history that surrounds the place. Just because like every day I, I wake up and I'm like, sweet, I'm going to work today, um, which is not something that a lot of people get to say. Um, it's because most people friggin' hate their jobs. But I actually love my job because I get to come in here to a place where so many massive Australian records have been, like, recorded, produced, um, and, like, just this place of creativity um, where, like, so much amazing music got made. Um, but on top of that, it's the opportunities that come with the job. Um, you, you're in the room with all these, like, amazing producers, all these amazing artists, all these amazing writers, um, and you get to watch them work, you get to work with them, um, you get to work for them. Um, it's just, like, constant learning, which is one of the, like, greatest things that you can do in life, you know? And when you're constantly learning about something that you love and you're passionate about, um, it just, like, sweetens the deal so much more, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like you kind of already mentioned this when you were saying, like, your dad and your band and, like, when you were younger, but um, was there, like, a specific memory you can remember, like, right at the moment where you're like, this is exactly what I want to do, like, for, like, to get paid and for my job and everything? Yeah, I, I actually do remember the exact moment. Um, so it was after that expo day and it was that open day that I got to come to. Um, the, at the time, manager, Jack Negro, um, he gave me a call and he was like, hey, mate, so um, we noticed that you wrote your name down for... Um, for, like interest in the academy but you didn't come to the to the last public open day i'd like to invite you to a private open day where just you come around the studio just with me and just get a bit of a tour and i was like okay awesome that sounds sick and then um i pulled in um at studio two just down there um and then i was greeted by jack and then he took me into studio one um through like what that session on that day um was doing um and like how they were doing things and just kind of like giving me the very very like kind of surface level knowledge which was really cool um and then he took me into studio two where the actual academy classroom is um and as soon as I stepped foot in there um I was just like this is amazing like I get to study like if I do this course I get to study every day in an actual commercial classroom or like sorry an actual commercial studio that gets used by these big artists like um like the classroom um I'm not sure if you guys know but it's actually in studio two's control room kind of a thing so every day like you sit on this side of the room and on this side of the room there's the console and then there's the actual live room and then another actual live room that like get used on weekends and times when like there's no um like classes on and stuff like that as a real recording studio um so it's just that feeling of being exposed to like this actual workspace every day um and as soon as I walked in there I was like yeah like I could call this a classroom um this is this is what I want to do it just it just looked like magic and it just I don't know, something just hit me in that moment and I really, really knew what I wanted to do, right, which is really yeah. cool. Did you have anyone that you looked up to, like any role models that you aspired to be like? Not straight away. Um, when I first started, I, I just thought of like the ways that it could benefit me. I was like, sweet, awesome. I won't have to pay anyone to record and mix my band's music. I can do that. And then I quickly realised, no, this is actually going to take quite a while to be able to get good at. Um, but as I started learning, I started listening to like different bands, different producers, um, different mixes and stuff like that. And um, I found that really quickly I was really looking up to this one producer over in the US called Andrew Sheps. Um, never met him. 
uh, would really like to, but like he's worked um, with like Beyonce. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he worked on some Metallica and Black Sabbath as well, which is really cool. But yeah, I've watched a lot of like Mixed with the Master videos um, where like he takes you through a mix. I've listened to so many podcasts about like him and stuff like that and podcasts where he's a guest. And I just really love the fact that he's this amazing audio engineer, amazing producer, amazing mixer. Um, but he's also a real guy. Like yeah. th- there's no real ego about him. Whereas you get like a lot of people where like they get really big in their fields and then it just feels fake and it just feels like this front. Whereas it just... It doesn't feel like that, um, like, whenever I'm kind of listening to him, whenever he's doing his interviews and stuff like that. He's just a real guy. Yeah. Um, and I really aspired to be not only, like, a, an audio engineer like him, but even a person like him. Um, also, my boss, Scott Horscroft, look up to him because he's freaking wicked. And, yeah, like, I've I've changed a lot of the way that I mix and I work based on, like, working with him and like um watching him work and stuff like that um there's a there's a wealth of knowledge there that i i'm really really um stoked that i get to kind of dive into which yeah, is awesome right. mm-hmm. would you have any advice for someone that's kind of in high school wanting to do the the things that you're doing like any yeah. yeah um do this course basically um there's a lot of like audio courses out there which don't get me wrong like that they, they they are good but um like this course just it gave me so many like industry contacts um so many networking opportunities and just a a wealth of knowledge that was unrivaled um like i like some of the students that are in the course currently they went and did another audio course beforehand which taught them basically nothing they they knew the very very basic stuff but they've all actually said to me like in the first three weeks of this course i learned more than a year at this university um and another really, really cool thing about studying here is all of your lecturers and all of your teachers are industry professionals. So, like, um, our one of our mixing teachers, um, he has been a teacher for the last 30 years, but he's also, like, a current working audio engineer um, that's worked on, like, amazing records. Um, our live sound teacher, um, he is an amazing live sound tech um, at, like, a couple of big venues around Sydney and the Central Coast. Um, like, everyone actually knows what they're talking about from, like, real-world first-hand experience, uh, which is something that you don't really get at a lot of other places. Like, sure, they will get people that are real industry professionals, but a lot of the teachers, like, studied an audio course, then studied an education course, didn't bother going and learning things firsthand in the actual real world, and they just went straight into teaching, um, whereas you don't get that here. You get real experience. You get real knowledge from real, actual professionals. Um, well, I think that's all for the questions that we have. Very awesome. Thank you for everything that you've said. Um, Thanks for having me on. Was there anything you would like to promote before we end it? Uh, yes, I would like to promote the Grove Studios Academy. Um, it is one of the best audio courses in the country. Um, you truly actually get to learn what you want to do. It gives you all the skills that you need to just pick a direction in the industry and go for it and make it work. Um, you can find out all of that information um, on our Instagram account, uh, The Grove Studios Academy, or our website, uh, thegrovestudiosacademy.com. That's it for our episode of Youth View this week. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our weekly uploads. Don't forget to check us out on our socials at The Skilled Creative for some behind-the-scenes posts. Youth View, a podcast by Skilled Creative.